This is Geek Gab with your hosts, John and me, Daddy Warpig. We are back. Geek Gab for Saturday, January 13th, 2018. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the brave new year. I noticed last week when we did the show, we skipped announcing what year it was. It was New Year's and we completely missed it because we got sidetracked. I think it's a record time for us getting sidetracked. We got sidetracked before we even got out of the announcement of what show we were doing. That's impressive. That's how we start off the new year, breaking records right out the gate. This is a brave new world. It's a great year. We're going to break whatever records there are left to break. Geek Gab 2018 is going to be like no other Geek Gab before. By the way, folks, um, you can't see this necessarily unless you're watching this live, but we do actually have a guest for the show today. We have noted science fiction author, the leading voice, the leading Hispanic voice in science fiction, the man who has been banned from World God, his third appearance on The Gab. And the last time he came on was because <coughs> he got involved in some other problem. So John Delarose is on the show. And all I want to know is, before I stop talking because of my intense bronchial infection, all I want to know is, John, why are you so hard to get along with? Um, I don't know. I mean, most of my most of my negative interactions with the people who are just extremely mad about me are just like, hi, um, would you like, you know, I mean, if you look, at, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. It's so weird. <laughs> it, this is just so bizarre how unsociable and uh, angry and crazy people act towards me. Uh, if you uh, file 770, I think captured it the best. The file 770 is a science fiction news website that just basically posts gossip and hate against anybody of a certain political persuasion. Um, but what 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 uh what they posted was in evidence of my quote harassment of people because they they call anybody they disagree with a serial harasser was that I do terrible things such as ask people out to lunch. Um, which, uh, which, uh, Doranal here can confirm. I, I actually, I think I took you to breakfast. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we did the bacon at IHOP. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, so I harassed him similarly. Um, I was uh, shaking. I, I, you were, you, you, I, you, I could tell, um, you, uh, I, I tagged people on, um, on Twitter, which I, I believe I tagged both of you guys today. So I guess I'm guilty of that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I ask people to be on YouTube programs, which which I didn't do in this instance. You guys asked me to be fair, but it's kind of the same thing. I uh, oh, how do people react to such horrible harassment? Well, by banning me from conventions, apparently. Okay, because we we were talking about this. You actually asked last year, "Hey, if I go to WorldCon in San Jose, is anybody else going to come?" And 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 I thought I was going to head down there, but but what happened with WorldCon? Yeah, I started planning it with uh, with you and uh, Jeffro Johnson and a couple other people, and we were going to get a table. We were going to set up, sell some books, probably do some live broadcasting because you know this is what we do. And uh, you know what happened was you know the Charlottesville thing started getting crazy. You know Berkeley was on fire and people were rioting in Ber at Berkeley, and you know Jeffro and, and you were kind of like, 
Well, you know, it, it's kind of dangerous to like have like any sort of viewpoint that's not ex- extreme SJW wise and go to these things. We're, we're, you know, we're going to we're going to check out of this and and uh, and, you know, I'm sorry, John, we'd like to come, but this this might be a little too dangerous to show up. And so I actually emailed Worldcon saying, hey, we were planning on buying a table and, uh, you know, people are bowing out because there's actual, you know, probably real danger uh, to them. And I've actually had some big threats myself because people have sent weird packages to my house. People have doxxed my children online. Um, and so, you know, we don't think that, you know, anybody who's, you know, moderate or conservative at this point will be able to be protected at Worldcon. Uh, the email I sent, I sent it on November 2nd and, uh, never got a response from them on that. No response at all. No response at all. They 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 completely ignored real tangible threats to safety uh, over political affiliations. Well, well, let, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, even the the biggest, most expensive cons are are run on a you know shoestring budget with uh, you know no staff really to speak of, mostly volunteers and stuff. So, but so what happened later? Well, uh, I got a message. Uh, I think it was January 3rd that said, I will not be allowed to attend Worldcon that I'm intending on engendering a hostile environment. I, that's, that's quite a, quite a mouthful right there. Not that I'm actually engendering, I'm I'm not actually engendering a hostile environment, but I'm intending on it. So they didn't respond to my actual safety concerns yet. They acted like I was a safety concern two months later, uh, you know, because of a couple posts I made, which actually were, Hey, I have safety concerns also. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody bothered to reach out to me. Nobody bothered to talk to me. They just, they just lift, they just put down this unprecedented ban of me, uh, something they haven't done to anybody since 1964. And the person who was banned then was a convicted pedophile. So it's, it's absolutely mind boggling. For, for what you were, you were thinking of, I don't know if you're serious or not, but you said something about wearing a body cam just for your own protection. Yeah, when, um, if anybody here is familiar with what happened with diversity in comics at New York Comic Con in 2017, a bunch of comics pros went into a secret Facebook group and started uh, plotting how they're going to goad him into violence, how they're going to harass him, and how they're going to try to get him kicked out of conventions for good. Um, this in conjunction with my own uh, safety problems. I thought, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to have a camera on full time. And, uh, I thought about it because Dave Truesdale, who runs Tangent Online, he, he reviews short fiction, got kicked out of Worldcon two years ago because he uh, they, they claimed he was interrupting the con, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, on a um, on a you know actually supposed to be speaking at Worldcon. He gave a little speech about uh, how PC content is is ruining uh, science fiction, and uh, a lot of people got upset with him for doing that. Very brave of him. Uh, but it wasn't interrupting anything. It was it was totally part of the programming. He had his right to speak, and they kicked him out and and claimed that he was being a big disruptor and all this stuff. Well, he had a recording of it, and he uh, he put it out there and showed that he was supposed to be he was just doing what he was supposed to be doing. Yes, and people didn't like it, what he was saying, but it was truthful, and uh, he wasn't a disruptor at all. So I I thought you know, if diversity in comics is having these problems, if Truesdale vindicated himself by this. You know, if somebody tries to assault me or something like that, or uh, or or try to you know harass me or something like that, you know, if I had an ability to just like hit a button and and start filming it so that I could vindicate myself, 
um, that'd be pretty good. Um, and so it was totally 100% because of my own, my safety concerns to me and and because of threats to me. Um, and, you know, Worldcon is unfortunately, I mean, we, we know what's going on here. Uh, they, they have no concern about this in reality. They're, they're banning me because of my political associations and people in the field. Yeah, it's it seems like they just don't want to be embarrassed by a guy who is is unashamedly. I mean, you 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 often use your profile picture. You're you've got the red <clears throat> "Make America Great" hat, and you're flashing the OK sign. It, it's it's not a "Make America Great" hat, actually. And I'm going to plug this real quick. Um, it's actually a "Make Science Fiction Fun Again" hat. Uh, it's designed in the same way, uh, and it's uh, I've they're they're available uh, on CryptoFashion.com in, in uh, the John Delarose collection. So uh, it, it, they, we have official make science fiction fun again hats. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, of course, it's. I, I think uh, this is the, the best part about it. it. It shows how people who are organizing the convention, they're obviously taking sides in this odd fight for a war, for, for lack of a better word, this weird cultural war, because... Uh, think about it. You, you, you are. I mean, you're, you're, you're fun. You're polite. You're, you're not harassing anybody. But you are. You're tweaking the noses of the the people who are of the opposite political persuasion. You know, you're 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 standing up for yourself, and you're saying, well, you know, I'm going to make science fiction fun again. And yeah, maybe maybe you're going to trigger people who think that science fiction is fine the way it is. I mean, and it's not just. Um diversity in comics and it's not just john i mean unsleeved media the guy who runs unsleeved media which is a magic the gathering centric youtube channel um he had he got his uh tournament number his countrywide tournament number revoked by magic the gathering by wizards of the coast so he can no longer play any tournaments and they shut off his magic the gathering online account meaning hundreds of dollars worth of merchandise that he had purchased to be able to play Magic the Gathering online, they just, in, in effect, confiscated without you know paying him for it. They took all of it away. They stole it. And the only reason um, that anybody can point to to justify that is because one person said six months after the fact that um, he harassed her when there's no evidence of that whatsoever. So they are... And then, of course, the usual hate mob descended because of that. And basically, they tried to destroy his livelihood. They did tried to destroy his life. They tried to contact his boss. They got him kicked out of magic. And Wizards of the Coast, the company, joined in on the side of the hate mob. They joined in on the side of uh, the people who were trying to destroy him. And uh, so he had to, you know, that... that is not just one or two individuals. It's becoming a pattern. Uh, and I guess that was the other thing we were going to talk about today, but maybe we should get to that later. Yeah, I, I think it is becoming a pattern and it's, and they're getting more brazen uh, with, e with each step of the way. I, I was in contact with Jeremy from Unsleeved Media. I wrote an article for it for dangerous.com. And I, I think, I think part of the reason uh, they're, they're so threatened by me in particular is my platforms are, are really big. Um, I mean, when I write an article for the Federalist about uh, you know science fiction books or, or YA or YA books or or Marvel comics or whatnot, it's reaching 
a couple hundred thousand people. That's that's far more than any Marvel comic itself reaches. That's you know much farther than WorldCon will ever reach. Um, so you know I'm I'm having a much more tangible impact than these people ever could have, and I think it bothers them that their power structures are threatened by that. Do we want to do we want to mention the other thing that we are going to talk about today? Because it goes uh, in perfectly with it. Are, are we talking about Kevin Sorbo right now? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people might not be aware of this just yet, but uh, we just found out um, about two hours ago that Kevin Sorbo was uh, was not allowed to uh, be a guest at the East Coast Comic Con in New Jersey. This is an event in April. It's a fairly sizable con. Uh, and, uh, you know, an article came out about it and uh, from from some folk in the comic industry. And they, they said they're not allowing Kevin Sorbo. And I, I went to the Facebook group of the, or Facebook page of the uh, organizer of the con. And he straight up says this. I mean, it, it's it's the most blatant act of this I've ever seen. It says, I turned down Kevin Sorbo for East Coast Comic Con. He's pals with Sean Hannity. just can't do it. Anything other than his association with somebody else. Sean wow. Hannity. That the guy is freaking Hercules their convention and uh you know it's they're actively attempting to hurt people's careers at this point that's insane just and hannity's just a guy on talk on fox news he just talks a lot yeah it's it's not i'm associated with vox day like you know i mean that that scares people um you know i it it sucks it's not right but, you know, I, I get that Vox is, is a little more on the extreme side, at least in his, you know, sort of public persona. Hannity's like middle of the road, just mainstream guy. And they're going so brazen that they're announcing that they're banning an actor because he is friends with this guy. I mean, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and of course, as Escape Below points out in chat, it's it, it's no secret that also that Kevin Sorbo's a Christian guy as well. I don't know I don't yeah. know how, how much that plays into it, but I think it plays a lot into it. Um, I I, th I think the Christian value system actually bothers them more than just being a conservative. If you you know I mean if if, if you're an, uh, a non-religious conservative or whatnot, kind of middle of the road, I you know I think you'll have less problems. I think. I think at this point uh, they've they've in their their mind branded Christians as as the enemy, and uh, you know I, I think it, it plays a big part into that just because the moral system is so challenging to them. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, I'm laughing at Bryce Byerly in chat who has pointed out correctly that uh, now that you've admitted your association with uh, Vox Day, you'll probably be escorted off Google campus if you ever uh, visit. <laughs> oh, that's true. He's he's banned from Google. Uh, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's and it's all related too. It is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's amazing how all this is related, and it's you know the I mean the tech and industry and entertainment sort of mindset are very very similar. Uh, you know, tech tech really at this point they're not creating devices so much as creating content online. So it is it is an entertainment industry by itself. And so you're, you're finding, especially since all of these industries, Hollywood, Google, Twitter, operate in California, uh, a lot of the same mindsets and a lot of the same people just kind of repeating themselves and acting, you know, the, what they'll do is they end up 
treating each other like their authorities. And so everybody starts to believe their authorities. And, uh, you know, their, their, their word ends up becoming uh, the moral arbiter of society, which, which is frightening because of the way these uh, people live their lifestyles. Well, and um, if you uh, watched the Project Veritas videos this week, um, they uh, Project Veritas did an undercover expose of Twitter employees, including apparently they teased today Jack Dorsey himself, the CEO of the company. But the uh, what they showed is that the reason why these companies are so um, are so dictatorial is that they exist in a monoculture. They have an employee of Twitter saying, oh, yeah, well, we put people on the list to be shadow banned because they use words like God or flag or, or constitution or they have a, a post a picture of an American flag. I mean, who talks like that? That's an exact quote. I mean, who talks like that? So these people at Twitter exist in a culture where no one they know discusses God where no one they know discusses patriotism, where no one they know um, has reverence for the American flag, where no one they know, and, and I put up a tweet uh, just after seeing that video where I listed like the seven things that came to mind that would get me shadow banned again just because it was their list of what, uh, uh, of what a quote-unquote redneck would talk about. Um, gun, uh, you know, the freedom to own firearms, things like that, any of that stuff will get you shadow banned by Twitter. And the reason why, and this is, I'm trying to circle it around to the topic of the discussion so we don't get sidetracked into discussing politics. The reason why is because they exist in a monoculture and they simply have never met in their entire lives people who believe what well over half the country believe. Yeah, I and I think, uh, they intentionally set it up that way. Um, if you look at like 2016, you know, kind of, you know, we're we're now been escalating for a couple of years. You know, there there was there was a little talk, and you know, there was just kind of GamerGate, and it was it was kind of separate and small. 2016, these people like got in their minds that anybody who thinks different, you know, because because of the constant 24/7 news media, and then social media is amplifying of fake news. They uh, they got in their minds that everybody who is uh, is different than them is a literal Nazi, which is literal Nazi behavior. But, you know, we, we don't need to go into that. That's obvious. But, you know, you you'd go on their social media at the time. And even if you're friends for years, they'd, they'd be typing in all caps going, if you are this or this, you might as well unfriend me now. I use this as a joke myself. You know, at this point, I posted the other day, if you're not reading Richard Fox's The Ember War, you might as well unfriend me now. But uh, but they mean it. They mean it seriously. Um, and I, I want to interrupt you there. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we actually had a similar situation happen here on the Gap. If you go back through our episodes that we posted, you'll notice that one of them is private. You can't listen to that show anymore, that that episode anymore, because the person who we had on the show that week, and I'm not going to talk about who they are. I'm not going to you know mention it. Uh, they got upset at something one of the hosts of the show posted off the show completely on their own personal social media account. They got upset about it and demanded that we remove the show because we, uh, they didn't want to be associated with geek gab anymore. We were being shunned. We were being, um, you know, we were being cast out ritually because 
of something completely unconnected with the show, completely unconnected with the episode. Um, so that's why that video is private is exactly wow. the situation. Yeah, that's a, so, I mean, when you, when you get in that mindset where you're shutting off anybody with any sort of different views um, and completely disassociating with them, I mean, what happens, what happens a year later? This is a year later now. Um, you've never, you haven't even seen, uh, you know, any, anybody contending against your views. You haven't seen that anybody else has another perspective. You're at a point where you think everybody's such lockstep with you. And, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, science fiction writer John Scalzi is a great example of this. I mean, he posted this blog the other day that's just horrendous that says, you know, if you don't openly admit that Trump's a racist, I'm going to judge you. And it's like, who are you? Just some dude who's, you know, writing science fiction books like to to cast out moral judgment upon somebody. You know, it's like I would wow. like to point out that your assertion that John Scalzi is writing science fiction books is not backed up by proof. We have, <laughs> wow. we have proof. We have proof that John Scalzi has written science fiction books, but there is, as of yet right now, no extant proof that he is writing science fiction books. Just just putting that out there. I, I, I'm sorry I retract my prior statement. <laughs> I want to I want to play devil's advocate or uh or, or, or maybe cut at least the normies a little bit of, of slack with regards to this whole anti-conservative, anti-Christian culture. Uh, because for folks our age, when we were young and, and consuming all sorts of terrible media, it was the Christian conservatives who were sort of, for lack of a better word, the problem. They had a lot of uh, clout in the culture and now that I'm older I can see that it was fighting back against the other side dominating culture but they were still the you know wagging their fingers uh, trying to introduce bills into Congress about violence in video games and we all know the laugh fest that is how Dungeons and Dragons is evil We've talked about it on the show. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily the fanatics who are in power trying to ban Sorbo and Delaraz and whatnot, but I think there's a lot of Nora people who feel like there's a maybe it's a backlash against that that culture that they had to deal with when they were growing up, when they had, you know, when they were told that you know the bad, you know, moron Christians in flyover country were you know trying to stop you from playing whatever games, listening to whatever music you wanted, that sort of thing. Um, for better or worse, yeah, I mean, know, I, it was part of our culture. When I was a kid, um, I, I went to a private Christian school. Wanted, you know, they, they always had their and all that. And they always, you know, I'm like, wow, it's this cool. They would actually black them out and not allow you to order them. And those, that's that's satanic stuff. This is in the what early nineties. So, and that was kind of the end of that. I think the sort of like grunge movement, of like you know indie hipster movement of the nineties, an end of that, which <clears throat> which permeated through the eighties, perhaps. We are seeing an opposite extreme that now. Uh, but that 
different in culture. It's been mocked in culture for about since the 80s. Like we're almost 30 years into, you know, mocking and deriding anybody who has any sort of opinion on that level, you know, uh, for for more than a generation. So, uh, pretty lockstep with those who control culture. And I think it was kind of an indie movement to fight, got in charge, you know, ended up being worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for, from that perspective, it, obviously now that we're we're standing here and, and we see what's happened, it was obvious that it was some sort of reaction to forces that had been put into play before we were born. Uh, you know, culturally speaking. Yeah, and, the, and, and they were just they were just little we knew about that. But in the same vein, the people who were pushing culture through the '60s, '70s, and '80s. There was a there was a, a sort of Christian right movement saying don't buy this stuff. An alternative making culture saying this is this is what is only can be produced. These and eighties, I mean, Highline Highline stuff is I mean, it's you're, pretty degenerate. You're, break, you're breaking up. You're breaking, breaking up a lot, up. John. Are you, do you saying are you saying Heinlein? Is is really it's got a lot of pretty content that's way over the line, you know? So I, I think this, this culture has been going on longer. You know, and some of it was just the artists pushing because there was a reaction to it. But uh, but these artists have been in control since way longer than, than we can even imagine. Um, I, uh, everybody knows who's listened to this show for more than a few episodes that Google loves us so much that they arrange for amazing and groundbreaking new technical difficulties to spring up just about every single show. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate that, Google. By the way, we appreciate you thinking so much of us that you have gifted us with a, uh, a terrible, horrible, horrible, terrible, terrible, horrible system. But um, right now, John is breaking up a bit. So... Um, I'm going to do some live troubleshooting right here on the air in the interests uh, of the audience. Um, wait, am I breaking up too? Nope, it's just Sean. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I, guessing I, that means... I don't think it's the stream. It's probably just him. I'm guessing that means that something is saturating the bandwidth at your house. Um because typically, if someone is, uses the internet a lot at your house, it interferes with the uh, compression and broadcast of audio and also the receipt of audio. All right. I'm going downstairs right now, and I'm checking to make sure nobody's used the word. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have some loud loud children whining for a second. Um, <laughs> they, they may. Yeah. Well, nobody's using the internet, guys. I don't see anything. Oh, you're coming in so, loud and clear right now, so I'm afraid you're I'm stuck downstairs. Around. I'm just going to stay downstairs then. So we'll see how this is. <laughs> this is this is like this is reality geek yeah. And 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 just just to go back to what we were talking about, where the you know the competing, having a competing, you know Christian based um, alternative to current popular culture, uh, it's definitely something that you guys want, um, or that we want yeah. as a society. But I, uh, the the, the, I mean, the I mean, there's a huge demand for. I, I just wanted to say that 
especially since you're still breaking up, um, that as someone who is not particularly uh, Christian, uh, the attempts at doing it have been very, well, not very competent. Um, we, it's not, it's not just because uh, the uh, all the Christian films and things have sort of been low quality or or preachy or eye rolling, and and what we need is we need stuff like, uh, you know, we need we need authors like you or 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 Brian Niemeyer or, or you know even John C. Wright, people who can write good stuff without. It doesn't have to be explicitly Christian, um, or that sort of thing. Something as long as it's good, right? It's got to be good quality too, because the the folks who have dominated the culture and sort of steered it in a direction that that a lot of people don't like, where they've created this horrible, uh, polarizing environment where you can get disinvited from a convention just for voting the wrong way. Um, that th- they have uh, on. Uh, regularly put out good quality stuff i mean evil people like have been able to generate great things i i cannot deny that chinatown is a great movie it was just made by a terrible person welcome back john say something us hello hey am i breaking up less so far cool All right. Sorry about the technical difficulties there, guys. Um, You know, I I think the problem with Christian culture in the 90s and 80s and all that was just that it was lame. Um, I mean, they tried so I I don't know what the deal was, but like it's like they prided themselves in being lame. But I I think it's starting to change. Um, You know, I'm I'm seeing, you know, like John C. Wright, really, I want to talk about his moth and cobweb a little bit. I mean, that is that is premier Christian culture right there. It is a beautiful fantasy story. And it is, it's like on the level of C.S. Lewis, you know, in terms of just depth and world building. It's, it's, it's got beautiful imagery of, of King Arthur, of knights, of uh, it's got elves, it's got the modern world. It's got, you know, the, the fact that, that Jesus Christ existed actually matters. It's uh, it's so beautifully done, and it tells a fun story of just a coming of age boy who's willing to become a knight. So you, you get like the great story, but you also get this great background where you actually you, you feel uh, you know sort of the truth of Christianity permeating in it. And and I think that kind of content were thought provoking and really interesting. Hold back, like make by message. Um, really is it roadmap uh, you're hosting today I'm gonna throw this problem to you <laughs> that's one of the benefits of not having not hosting for today yeah we're still getting mixed quality uh, out of John well we we've been doing this for 33 minutes we've uh, covered most of what we need to cover. I've got a couple things I want to say, but uh, um, we can just call it because we're almost to the... It's we, Yeah, uh, we, we, we've been half an hour. We've covered all the bases. Let's give uh, let's give John a few more seconds to see if he can uh, say goodbye or something without breaking up. Yeah. Am I working now at all? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, really yeah. trying everything. I'm going around the house, unplugging things. I'm, uh, I'm, I, uh, it, I'm walking to different areas. 
honestly, it's probably not something that you can fix by walking around the house or whatever. No, it's it's probably some fundamental infrastructure thing. Bummer. Oh well. Um, well, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry uh, for my technical difficulties, there, guys. Um, oh, you know, it, it's, I, been, uh, it's been a, it's yeah. been a great chat, and we've sort of figured out what you were saying in between. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be just pumping out content. I mean, you guys see, I'm I'm pretty prolific, and I'm I'm really dedicated towards just coming out with as much as I can on the science fiction front, on the comic front, and on the journalism front. Uh, we're gonna go full steam ahead in 2018, and uh, you know. Nobody, nobody's going to be able to silence me. That's the bottom line. I love love to hear that. Thanks so much for joining us, John. I'm going to say thanks to you and everybody on the stream for listening in, and I'm going to shut up and let Daddy Warpig give us his final thoughts. Uh, the only way to fight a culture war is by making culture. Um, and I know a lot of the people who listen to this show are, are already writers uh, or artists of one variety or another, so obviously... You're out there doing it. Um, you just you don't have to sit back and just accept the culture that people have handed you. You don't have to sit back and accept the degenerating um, culture that is being pushed on America. Go out if you have the talent, if you have the interest, if you have the time and the determination sure, of your own, um, because that's the only way to fight a culture war is by making culture. Uh, voting by itself won't do it. Um, all of the other things that uh, people have been trying for the last 40, 50 years aren't going to do it on their own. Um, going out, getting involved, making the absolute best book or comic book or movie or song or whatever you can, uh, something so good that a general audience can't help but want to read it. Um, that's how we're going to fight and how we're going to win. Um, Right, we apologize, folks, for uh, uh, the technical difficulties, not being able to have um, uh, John on as much as we would like. Um, but we do thank you for tuning in. We thank you for all the people who came in and uh, sat in the chat um, to talk about various stuff, uh, all, of, uh, uh, all of it interesting. So if you want to get involved in the chat, you can come in and listen live. We tweet out the YouTube announcements quite a lot so you can come in and listen also uh we have oh we have an announcement last week i said that i was uh that nick cole and jason Onspock, uh, who write galaxy's edge had agreed to come on the show we now have a firm date for that on the 27th of this month um they will be coming on the show to discuss their galaxy's edge market marketing plan and uh i'm also trying to see if we can get um Ben Chia on the show from Singapore, who is uh, the local expert on Steam, which is a platform that a lot of people in the Pulp Revolution have been using to start theoretically making money. Um, so we're going to see if we can get him on the show. A uh, little problem with time zones, things like that, but hopefully we can get him on the show next, next Saturday. So if we can do that, that'll be two weeks in a row of some great guests with some great topics to talk about. Very interesting, very informative. Um, and of course, we welcome you in the chat to ask questions from our uh, guests so we can kind of draw some more out uh, of, of what they're thinking, of what you want to know, what you need to know. Uh, we are not just available on youtube.com slash beatgab. 
We are available there, but we're not just available there. We're also available on the Google Play Store. Just do a search for GeekGab. We are also available on the Apple iTunes Store. Uh, just do a search for GeekGab. And we are also available on SoundCloud.com. Once again, and uh, if you're listening, everybody can say it with me. Just do a search for GeekGab. We're available on all of those platforms, whether you're on an Android device, whether you're on an iDevice, or whether you just listen on the web because you're fighting the man. We are available. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, do you have any last words before I take us out? Do it. This has been Geek Gab. We are leaving you for today. But don't you worry. We will be back.